Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. We, we always just honored that you would take the time to turn on your radios and listen and be part of this study on Proverbs and uh, be willing to help folks with PTSD, be willing to get better from your PTSD, be, be willing just to be a better Christian. Thank God for that. Thank God for being our community. Uh, we thank God that uh, you're out there praying for us and listening with us, and we, we sure do hope you had a great Thanksgiving last week. We hope you still got a little bit of stuff left over that you're eating on, and uh, uh, our family on Thanksgiving week, we always cook like a 25-pound bird. Uh, not a lot of people. Looks like my brother may be flying in from Virginia. Uh, my adopted son and his daughter and kids uh, from Korea. Looks like they may be coming in from Myrtle Beach. I don't know. Uh, not Myrtle Beach. He lives uh, uh, Charleston. Uh, so we're hoping. May have a couple other folks, but it's going to be a light crowd. Uh, but we'll fill the dining room table, and it's always fun to eat and Thank God. We always thank God uh, and are thankful for what. So what's going on with you? Do you all get together at your dad's house, Stephanie? Yeah, for the most part. I yeah. think that's why it will be Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Praise God. A lot of eating going on. Yeah. So it's a turkey day there? You guys eat turkey? I, I think turkey and ham is yeah. what the, the meats that are on the menu. So. Well, praise God. All right. Well, here we are. Um, so it's great to be able to come back to you folks, as we always say. And we have this segment where we're trying to help one another. And it's, you might be a knucklehead if we do it for a few reasons. Number one, if you're new to, lo- new to us, we just want to tell you, is so you know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, so you're not a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes it has humor. But we've laid a donut on that, a zero, probably for about two weeks. <laughs> but here we are. Maybe Stephanie will bring us humor with hers. You might be a knucklehead if, Stephanie. If you leave your phone on the hood of your car and forget about it and drive down the road and it goes flying. Yeah, I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) Personal experience as of five days ago. Yeah. No, a week ago. I did it last Tuesday. So needless to say, I felt like the biggest idiot that had ever walked the face of the earth. You're not. I did it too. So... Yeah, yeah, I I had to put it on the roof of my car. My brother was talking to me. I loaded the car up as I was leaving her church, and I drove home. And I got about, uh, I don't know, a half mile from home, going 50 miles an hour. And I hear, but a bit of smash, and it hit me. That's my phone. And we were yeah. leaving for New York City the next morning, and my phone was smashed. All I could do was answer calls. A pickup truck ran over it. So we went to New York City. We're in Manhattan. We went to the Apple store. I waited in line. I got up to the line, and I said to the manager, I said, excuse me, I left this phone on top of my car. It flew off. A truck ran over it. It's still working, but I can't dial out. Will you give me a new phone? It's insured. 
And the guy said, will you hold on a minute? I said, sure. He went and got the manager. He said, tell the, ma the other managers to tell them what you told me. The other manager said, we have people come in and say things fell off the coffee table and did this kind of damage. You're the, <laughs> most, you're the most truthful person we ever had. We're going to give you a brand new phone. I said, praise God. And, uh, oh, yeah, that shield protector does not work when a Ford Ranger pickup truck runs over your phone. I'm just telling you. And, uh, but yeah. they hooked me up. Yeah. And so Absolutely. now things you don't say or don't do to people with PTSD. Wow. Um, this one I didn't think through. And honestly, I, I, um, if I went any direction today, uh, with the whole PTSD subject, I think I would go in a more positive direction on this. Um, and that is being willing to just put your arm around somebody, you know, you may, you don't have to pry, you don't have to find out, you don't have to dig for their life issues. But if you're in tune with the spirit of God and you sense they're having a hard day, just going to them and saying, Hey, I'm praying for you. Yeah. Um, makes a big difference. That's something to say to someone with PTSD and, and meaning it. Um, that means a lot to someone who's just internally struggling, but knows that someone cares. Exactly. There you go, folks. And I think it's important that you hug up to somebody that you love somebody and, and it's good to go in an opposite direction there. You know, the holidays are tough, man. I'll tell you one of the things about having a ministry that we, we deal with, probably half the people are military somewhere around the oceans or, or missionaries overseas or somewhere away from their families during these holidays. And, uh, I'll tell you, these are really hard times for people with PTSD and especially for those folks with PTSD who are separated from their immediate families and, uh, you know, really lift them in prayer, uh, through the holiday season. And I remember I can tell you, you know, those times you're deployed or whatever that from Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, uh, through the new year's, those are really hard times to be by yourself somewhere. And, you know, you try to do things. I mean, I was fed uh, Thanksgiving dinner in 1989 by, uh, by then president, uh, George H W Bush. He was serving. Dan Quayle was serving, uh, at Fort Myer, Virginia. And, uh, I mean, that was cool and everything. And, you know, they, I, I don't know. I'd much rather have not been with the president serving food that day, uh, with all those single soldiers or deployed soldiers whose spouses are somewhere else, whose family are somewhere else. I'd much rather have been with my family. And, uh, oh, that's about it. But, uh, so love people, care for people, hug up to them. Thanks for sharing that. Stephanie, we're starting a new Proverbs. We're in Proverbs 8, a new proverb. And, uh, I'm glad. Proverbs 7, it was just bringing me down. I gotta be upfront with you, man. It was, there was a lot of, uh, a lot we had to learn, a lot we had to grow from. And, uh, God certainly used it for that. I'm glad to be starting a new proverb. So we're in proverb number eight. And we keep looking, and we're just going to start, I think, with the first five verses. Does not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way, in the places of the path. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools be of an understanding heart. And I, I think I want to stop there before we get into here, but uh, there's so much there, you know, doesn't wisdom, we almost got this idea uh, 
it doesn't wisdom cry? It doesn't not cry out to us? Does it not yell to us? Do we not want wisdom? I mean, uh, what are you thinking, Stephanie, as we went through that? Well, I see here that wisdom isn't standing by doing nothing. Um, and it's personified as a woman here, but, but wisdom is seeking. It's seeking to draw. Um, and I think of in the New Testament how Jesus talked about um he said, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. And he is wisdom. And here I see wisdom, which is also, you know, we learn about wisdom from above. That's Jesus Christ. He cries out. He's seeking. Um, he's seeking to draw men to himself. He's seeking to draw his own children to himself and close to relationships because he knows that he's the answer. And his heart yearns. For, for ones who aren't serious about life, who aren't maybe know him as their savior, but aren't taking life seriously. He, he longs for them to walk with him and have a relationship with him. And he's calling. He's, he's putting forth his voice saying, if you come to me, I will help you. I will give you of myself. I will make you a wise man, a wise woman. And, um, that's how we avoid pitfalls. That's how we avoid the snares is by knowing wisdom, who is Jesus Christ. And I just see that that call that will you listen to me? Will you pay attention to my warnings, to my guidelines, to my instructions, because they will keep you safe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I like it the way the Lord personifies wisdom here, you know, and um uh, uh, you know, if she take. You know, if you read that second one, she standeth in the top of high places by the way, in the places of the path. Wisdom is always the high road. Wisdom mm -hmm. is always that place of highness. It's always that godly place. Wisdom is, you know, doing the right thing and taking the high road, even when it's hard. Wisdom is knowing that people are. Uh, you know, bad mouthing. I got my phone shut off and that puppy rang and I don't know why. Don't you hate that when it does that? But anyway, <laughs> wisdom is taking the high road. Wisdom is, you know, doing the right thing. Uh, that's always wisdom. And, uh, and, and I think that, um, probably an example of that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of wisdom or the opposite of being wise is being a fool. So wisdom or foolishness. And there's snares out there, Stephanie. People are ensnared by words people say, actions people make. You know, literally, we could be snared or caught in a trap to argue with somebody every single day of our lives. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We, we could, if we take the low road, we could just go to the store, just talk to family members, whatever. We could walk around this world being mad, being upside down, but wisdom takes the high road. And uh, she always takes the high hill. And, you know, it, it's always the best path to be on it. You know, I, I get this feel as it, it was personified here. And I looked at those first few verses. I, you know, I just get this feel and to me, I think more than anything else is that, uh, you know, that there's a call to wisdom. Uh, God personifies it. He puts us in that place purposely. Um, it's beyond, you know, what we as humans are programmed or how we are programmed by the world. You know, and we know that we're not conformed, be not conformed by uh, be not conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we know that wisdom is a, 
uh, is being conformed to God or being transformed mm. by him. So wisdom always takes the high road. It always goes down the right place. It always feels good. Uh, it, it's, it's always hard to do though, Stephanie. Sometimes it's hard to be on the high road. Yeah. In our flesh, it will be, um, because we have that old man principle or old man, you know, the, that the flesh that we battle with. And yet, um, taking the high road is what the real us will do because when we're saved, God is implant, he implants himself in us. And exactly that it may seem hard at first, the temptation to think it is hard is there. But in reality, when you choose to trust and obey all the joy and the peace and the fulfillment that comes from saying, I will trust, I will follow. And because of who Jesus Christ is in me, this is the right decision and doing the right thing from a from a worldly perspective from a comfort perspective may not always seem like the right choice but in light of who wisdom is in light of what eternity is taking the high road is always the right choice it is and uh, so i figured out a way to shut off everything on my phone so you might have heard a little ring and i apologize about that stephanie no, but... well, i didn't on my end so you're good oh okay but i you know i in my mind it, this goes back to taking a breath as well. So if we actually want to look at this at a human level or at what you and I and the people listen to us do, uh, when the foolishness comes in, uh, in order to take the high road, we probably have to breathe and pray or we have to be prayed up. I mean, sometimes it's real quick to go back on somebody and say, you know, you stink or something like that. And, you know, so we, we have these magnetic, uh, stickers basically they put a sticker on a magnet magnet goes on the back of your car they look real nice and all they have is a website of our church on them and so the pastor wants everybody to drive around you know and put these on and people are interested hey what is that you know those buildings with the church you know what is that and people look us up and since we've been doing it a ton of people look us up on websites and stuff but we're always constantly being one you know don't have that sticker on your car and get mad at somebody if they cut you off or don't have that sticker on your car and get a ticket going 85 miles an hour and uh, so you're making decisions so to put this in perspective is we're making decisions ahead of time that we're taking the high road when we do our driving and stuff well sometimes taking the high road is pretty hard when people are being hurt sometimes taking the high road uh, and and what i mean by that is stephanie you and i have been the uh I guess the target of rumors or the target of weird things said about our ministry or us and you, especially before I met you. Uh, and even now, since you, I don't know why would anybody would have anything bad to say about you, you know, I'm kind of a knucklehead. They can probably find stuff a little bit easier on me, but it's real easy when we hear that. Sometimes they even say it to us. It's real easy uh, to know those things and do something back. But I'm here to tell you, brethren, it's a liberated life. It's liberty in Christ. It's liberty in God. It's a, it's a good feeling when you let somebody blast you, stick you, try to make you look bad, badmouth you, and then you just get in your car and go get a cup of coffee and you move on. That's a good place to live. Yeah, well, when you look at the life of Christ, you see so many times that um, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, that's who blasted Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
reality, it wasn't even the Romans until um, his crucifixion. Um, it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious. There it people. is. Yeah. And Jesus didn't hang out with those people. Now, Nicodemus was a different situation. Nicodemus was seeking. And anyone who seeks Jesus, no matter what their past, he will be found of you if you are seeking him. But the ones that were out to destroy Jesus, he didn't hang around with them. But he didn't stand there and defend himself. He didn't become a bull bag. He didn't waste his oxygen. He just kept doing what he was called to do, and that was to show the Father, show God, show who God, the, the love of God the Father to the people. And that's the same reason we're here. We are here to show the love of Christ, Christ to those around us. And so because of that, um, I think, you know, when the Bible talks about that we're commanded to be gentle to all men, that Jesus showed that. Even to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he rebuked them, okay, but he rebuked them in love. And he wasn't proud, he wasn't arrogant, he wasn't haughty, he wasn't cocky, he wasn't a blow bag. He was submitted to the will of his father, and sometimes that means having to take scorn and having to have no reputation. And that's okay when it's done for Jesus. It's okay. And the more you go through it, you know, the more times, uh, as you start going, as you start driving on the high road, it doesn't have the same sting as when you first get going with God. At first it's hard because more of us are, you know, planted, uh, solidly on the worldly ground. And then we get saved and then we get the Holy Spirit of God. And then from there, we make a couple of choices. And I don't know how many times Stephanie has said, it's a choice. When I say wrap this up, well, it's a choice and it is a choice. But when you start making the choice that, hey, I'm going to live, I'm going down the high road. I'm going to live the wisdom. I'm going to be wise. In verse four, unto you, O men, I call and my voice is to the sons of man. And oh, ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be of an understanding heart. So, uh, you know, we need to understand that our walk with God uh, precludes nothing. It, we're not allowed to shut off our walk when we're in the Army. We're not allowed to shut off our walk when we're driving down uh, Interstate 85 in Greenville, South Carolina during Russia, rush hour. Uh, we're not allowed... Uh, to shut off our walk with God and be fools when we're in the mall on Black Friday. Uh, we're not allowed. All these things come together. And, and but, but God's shouting out, I think, through this scripture, take the high road, folks. I'm your God. It's time where you live in a higher place. And, and we're not doormats. And, I mean, we talked about that before, staying away from those people, loving people. Once we get our hearts right, we were talking as we were in Proverb 7. And, and as we were in that proverb, uh, we, we were talking continuously about seduction from an evil woman and a man who lets that all happen and all those things go on. But there were two constant things we read about. The man went in there like he was going on a slaughter to an, like an ox in the slaughter. Uh, he just went in and threw himself out there because he didn't think through things. And this book of wisdom continues. And we know there's books of wisdom in the Bibles, and we're squarely going through them right now. And, and, and But we, we get up to this point, Stephanie, and this is the point where God says, are you willing? And he's talking to all of us. He's talking to me. He's talking to Stephanie. He's talking to all of you who are listening. Are you willing to, to drive on the high road? Are you willing to live on the high road? And, uh, and, and, you know, it's kind of a hard thing. One of the hard things was as a parent, 
you know, my, my kids would come home and, and, and I think we were strict parents. I, I really do. Our kids, you know, they never missed church and by God's grace, they, they did great in school. They never got in trouble by God's grace and that'll continue on as they're older. But I mean, we were pretty strict about it, but one of the things we had to deal with that I didn't do great sometimes is the kids would come home. This kid stole this from me. This kid did this. This kid said this. I didn't teach them the high road quick enough. And, but now they both take the high road. They're probably much more mature than I was at their age. But I think, folks, part of being in God's care, part of being saved, part of being marked for Christ in heaven, part of being part of your local church, part of being uh, someone who studies the Word of God, somebody who the Holy Spirit of God rests on, part of that brings us to a different place. And I think some of us are not standing in that place. I think all of us, sometimes we get off there a little bit. But what God wants us to know this morning, I really believe this, Stephanie. I think what God wants us to know is he wants us to stay in that place. He doesn't want us to rotate back and forth. He doesn't want us to be stuck between two things, to be betwixt between two things. He wants us to be on the high road, to be on the high hill. I mean, how would you close that, Stephanie, over the next little bit? Well, I think it's interesting that as we look at these verses, wisdom is active. And I think one of the best ways that someone can take the high road is to make sure that you're serving, make sure that you're seeking to be a conduit. Because if you're a dead sea, if you're not active, if you're not flowing, making a difference for Jesus Christ because of him through you, you won't, we won't be filled with God's wisdom. Wisdom is crying. Wisdom is putting forth her voice. She's standing. She's making a difference. She's crying at the entry. She's moving throughout the city, seeking to show wisdom and make a difference. Be the person. And, and that's a part of taking the high road. Yeah. Willing to get out there and let Jesus Christ flow through you. He's there. He's in you. If you know him as your savior, so make a difference. Let him flow through you and make a difference in the lives of others because that's what wisdom is doing here. She's crying through the streets, making a difference in anyone and everyone who will listen to her. There it is, my friends. So uh, we've, got a, we've got a clarion call again today, a challenge from God. God telling us what to do. Take the high road. Make it a high road day. Hey, go out of your way to love on someone today. And uh, like what Stephanie said, hug on somebody or just... Uh, uh, you know, just make a difference in someone's life. And, you know, most people's love languages involve a latte. That's all I'm saying. So if you want to be real special to somebody, yeah, hook them up today. We do love you folks. We hope you're having an awesome time. We hope you're having a great week. We pray for you every day. Please listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say about knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Every word he has to say comes from God's Word. We want to make sure that everybody knows Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. What a Christmas present that would be to your God is to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Well, folks, we hope you have a great day. And the next present, by the way, that you could give to your Lord and Savior is sharing him with someone else. Have a great day. Looking forward to seeing you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, 
there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.